Hello and welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup. In today's episode, we have the awesome Julie Bicini taking us on a fantastic topic about PPC myths and misconceptions. And this was such a fantastic topic, as I said last week, because of the the, the passion in the responses we've got. Again, we were only able to get through three questions and I'll actually you know state what they are because it's very easy what we did we went through myths and misconceptions that clients have about what paid search is and what it can do for you misconceptions that we get from the platforms themselves about what the platforms are <laughs> what platform says is good and what is not good and I believe the third misconception is about the industries what we say to each other in terms of our peers to each other you know paid search advertisers between agencies and different paid search marketers yeah what we feel like some marketers say that are myths and misconceptions so yeah i hope you enjoy us talking through that there was a lot of speaking through our frustration again we'd love a good rant so yeah i hope you enjoy Hello and a warm welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu and I'm recording from my studio here in London, UK, and I use this platform to share not just expert but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to if you don't make it to the ppc chat live discussions and even if you do then like follow share and retweet and that's right twitter with my handle the marketing annual join us on our linkedin group which is the ppc chat roundup podcast or if you're on instagram why don't you check us out at ppc chat underscore roundup to get quotes and snippets from our previous episodes so yeah we have julie leading us on this great chat about you know myths that we have myths and misconceptions is what i'd like to call them yeah about ppc and uh, which is a fun summer topic she calls it and i totally agree but she starts us off by saying how are we doing we have lawrence chase joining us as well as well as julia vice joining us um still being a little bit ill from getting coronavirus but bless her i think she says that she's on on the the men now she's like nearly all the way back as soon as this cough ends i promise to never leave my house again for fear of reinfection oh lord no julia come back to us hope so glenn schmeltzlade replies as well joins us saying hey pc chat i've been clawing my way back from covid last week ouch i see you julia vice glad to be up and around chris ridley as well joins us as well as Dwayne brown riley duncan as well joins the chat he says excited to have the time for ppc chat coming off a good quarterly session yesterday kirk williams as well as robert brady joins us as well and yeah wendy yeah julie was saying that how are we doing for me it's been a great week i've uh, so far and hopefully hoping to end even on a better high because i've got the ppc live uk event happening on on thursday and yeah just right after the chat we sold out we've sold a hundred tickets i thought i only put the limit 50 at first because i thought oh we probably won't even reach that but at least you know let's put 50 to be optimistic and then when we got to 47 tickets sold i was like okay let's be brave let's be bold let's believe in ourselves and make that amount 100 and we've hit it and because the location the venue does a seat a hundred and a few 
extra standing. That's why I decided to make there to be just 100 tickets. So really excited for that. So that's the PPC Live UK event. And I'd love it if you followed Twitter handle or the LinkedIn company profile, which is PPC Live UK on both ends. So let's get into our chat today. But first, before we got into those chats, of course, we've got Julie's usual PSA saying before we get to questions, this chat is intended for PPC professionals of all levels. If you have something you want to share, please do. We are a friendly and supportive community. Please don't be afraid to participate. Lurkers are, of course, always welcome too. So we get on to the first question. As I said, it was in threefold. First one, we start off with, biggest general PPC myths we've encountered from clients or stakeholders and how do we dispel them? Glenn replies saying riffing off myself. My answer was quite a few fold. I didn't realize I was one of the first to answer there because I was, I was on it. I have so many opinions about this. So I had gone that PPC works for everyone. So that's a myth that CPCs are too high and something must be wrong if they are that high. PPC is competitive. Of course, you're going to get some high CPCs. And then that PPC should work even when there aren't any other channels running. That automation is the answer to everything. And how do I deal with it? Sometimes I will just run away because I'm literally like, oh God, there's no saving these guys, especially if they believe multiple of those misconceptions. Or if I feel like there's a glimmer of hope and they're willing to learn, I will have that discussion as to how untrue a lot of those misconceptions are. So yeah, let's now go into Glenn's answer where he referred to mine saying riffing off Anu's. There are some agencies still claiming secret to success is expert knob dialers. Unsurprisingly, they've got those very people and are selling their time. Kirk Williams replies that paid search is growth hacking. It's not. It's capturing demand that has been generated elsewhere. That's okay. It's really awesome and works great at what it's supposed to do. And yeah, I know Julia Vice totally and absolutely agreed with that one. Luna replies to question one as well saying, why can't you see our ads when we search? Yeah, because you're not supposed to and you're wasting the clicks. Searching for your own ad itself is sabotage because when an impression is served but not clicked on, it leads to lower CTR and thus a lower ad rank. Always recommend ad preview tool instead. Brilliantly said Luna. Alex replies, this puts a little smile on my face because it's so relatable. It also gives me a headache because it's so relatable. Haha, <laughs> I do my best to set expectations early and tell the clients that searching for their own ads is a bad idea. Inevitably, it still happens sometimes. Daniel Vardy replies that PPC is on an island on its own and needs to just perform regardless of anything else. Digital marketing is jazz. PPC can play on its own and can do okay. But if your site isn't engaging don't work on branding haven't have bad bad sales process you can't make great music yep julia vice replies digital marketing is jazz i knew there was a reason we're friends <laughs> with daniel vardy that's amazing lucy responds saying love this analogy amalia goes oh my god i love the digital marketing is jazz analogy and yeah <laughs> that's a very good point and daniel goes lol it's my new go-to switched from rising tide lifts all boats i finally got to say it in a client meeting last week i don't know if they liked but i was beaming i would be beaming beaming if i gave that kind of analogy brilliant one daniel and then we have robert uh, we have sean ellie responding to question one saying not sure this is the biggest but comes up all the time 
branded ads are a waste of money. If I don't run brand ads, they will just click on my organic results. Need them now more than ever with so much PMAX out there. So yeah, that one is a test and see because sometimes it works, sometimes it won't work. Sometimes it is a waste of money, sometimes it's not. It's the whole definitive, it is definitely a waste of money before you see the data that annoys me. Robert Brady responds saying seconding PPC Kirk and adding that many people think results will be instantaneous. Julia Weiss replies saying that people search according to your marketing calendar, some long combos on this. Julie as well said, love PPC Kirk's answer that you can just keep getting more and more traffic by spending more and more money was her, is her first point. Secondly, she says that you can try PPC for a month and know if it will work to dispel any myth. It's all about education and often providing context. Absolutely. And in response to Luna, where Luna had said, why can't we see our ads when we search? Julie goes, I think I heard everyone's Ugh, when they read this reply. Yeah, we all had that one julie vice goes oh that favorite keyword combo and it really sucks when you're dealing with someone who gets it but they deal with other teams internally who don't oh my so yeah it's all about whose side are they gonna be on kirk williams answer also got a response from alex nicole who said this also a big reason why i generally don't think sem should be the only marketing strategy it can work but also every term Every time there are other marketing efforts outside of SEM focused on increasing awareness, my SEM results improve. And then we have Dwayne responding to question one saying that anyone can do our job and it's super easy, which is something I feel most people think about advertising and marketing overall. I often like our job, liken our job to chefs or writers. Not everyone can be on a master chef or write a bestseller. Our job is similar. Absolutely. Sometimes if I want to hit it home, I talk about 10 chefs all getting the same ingredients. You get 10 completely different dishes. The outcome isn't always the same. Having proper skills matter. Ira Cates responds saying, I would say not everyone can be a top chef because they have built the brand on literally anyone can be on a master chef, which is the problem with digital, as you are saying. Yeah, Dwayne goes, I had an ex who thought I would be on it because I could cook well. I could not be on the show. It is more than cooking. You need to handle pressure, think well on your feet and have a cooking skill depth I lack fun show to watch though <laughs> and then we have melissa mckee responding to question one saying that roe slash roas is constant across spend levels and that there is infinite room to keep spending more sophie logan responds saying that just spending more money will generate more leads there have been instances where explanations why this isn't the case weren't enough so the only way to prove them wrong was to just increase spend and then let the results speak for themselves Riley Duncan responds saying that running Google ads will help their organic results while there are benefits of showing up paid plus organically. Turning on ads isn't going to solve your SEO problems. Absolutely. Do SEO properly. Sam responds, oh yeah, this is one that gets pushed hard by certain gurus at conferences. Gotta love it, but we still love those conferences, don't we? Gil Gilner responds saying Kirk has a great answer to add to that. A big myth we've encountered often with tech or SaaS clients is that success can be gained by quick testing in an agile format with low budgets and short timeframes. Sometimes you need to run or test over the course of months. Absolutely. Sam responds to question one saying that everyone who does PPC does it the same way. So results are always comparable. Also that results are always quick or you can tell if it is going to work 
work in a month. Julie continues to answer to question one, saying this one is cross-discipline, but a lot of businesses still think that you can improve your organic rankings if you advertise on Google or that you can exclusively buy keywords somehow leads to explaining how all of this works conversations. Julie Vice goes explaining to an exec who knows a lot, but not much search that it's an auction and auction. You aren't the only customer. Absolutely. It's like eBay for clicks or positions. And I believe this is another answer to question one from Melissa. She goes, that automation starts working overnight. We turned on TCPA yesterday. Why hasn't our CPA improved today? <laughs> Hilarious. And in response to Gil Gildner's answer, Julie goes, and more and more lately, you need more budget right from go. You can't throw small dollars at search advertising and think you're going to hit the jackpot anymore. Between machine learning, automation, and way more advertisers on the platform those days are gone. Julia Vice responds, Amazon is in nearly all my auction prices just keep rising. So Amazon is in nearly all my auctions. Prices just keep rising. Yep. And we've still got people answering question one. And even earlier on, I thought maybe it might have been at this stage. I actually responded to Julie's question and went where like this whole chat could pretty much be based on that one this one question but don't worry we get to question two and three Chris Ridley responds saying common myths the more money you put in the more results we'll get as much as ad platforms love your money it won't always translate into results you can also get into situations where you can't spend more due to your bid settings absolutely it's called the point of diminishing return you're just pumping more money in but you're not getting more revenue the cpcs are just going higher chris ridley responds ppc is a set and set it um, and forget it channel it takes no time or effort to run an ad account again that's a myth anyone can set up an ad account but to make a real impact on your business success a lot of research spit testing firefighting and knowledge is needed yeah talk about firefighting if you've not done firefighting in paid search you're not a real paid search expert i stand by that word and i'll die on that hill melissa responds to question one again saying thank thinking that you can't cap your cpcs in competitive market using impression share and expecting a high impression share interesting daniel vardy responds that display slash video slash social don't work because they couldn't make it work in the past maybe you didn't do it right or didn't measure it right or maybe just maybe the industry is evolving all the time absolutely right julie goes eve and even the basic understanding of how advertising works and is received on the search versus social platforms search i asked for info social you're in my way of what i'm doing not the same at all absolutely melissa goes yeah search equals to directions to the party social the party that you don't want to leave and then we have Alex Nicole responding to question one saying another myth I run into is that if the client is doing well organically, then they don't need SEM. While I, while I see where that argument is coming from, I still believe that organic and paid results together can still be beneficial for a handful of reasons. So I think Julie has left us to continue answering question one, but she is going to take us to question two, which is about PBC myths and make misconceptions we've encountered in the industry. In other words, things that get discussed by PPC practitioners that you think qualify as myths. So how do you, and how do you dispel them? So 
Myth number one from Gil Gildner, the biggest myth among PPC pros. Honestly, right now, I think it's folks who blame performance upon platform changes, iOS 14, ITP2, GA4. Sometimes, yes, those changes negatively impact performance, but it's our entire job to navigate these changes for our clients. Absolutely well said. And this is the whole point of paid search managers' role. Managers? (laughs) A paid search manager's role is not going to go away. There's just going to be different things we're going to have to do. We're going to really need to figure out whether these automation tools work, how it works, and what state our accounts need to be for the right performance to come through. It's not a set it and forget it program. Daniel Vardy responds to question two saying that there's one way to do something and it's never going to change. We used to segment things by match types at the campaign level. Others didn't that's okay. Now match types are trash. You have to change with updates even when you hate the updates. Daniel Vardy responds that it's a dogfight between automation and manual optimization. Every account or campaign, etc., is very different and you need to find the balance between aggregation, segmentation and automation versus leaders and insights. Too many times I see people choosing one extreme. Steve Gibson responds saying, I want other PPC people, and this is in response to question one, he goes. Anyway, I want other PPC people to believe in myths, not dispelling going on here. Lots of myths out there, like passing Google's exams means you are a marketer. No, it doesn't. No, it really doesn't. <laughs> I agree with that one. Um, and in response to question two, I've, I put my answer saying, for me, it's the silos. The fact that you think just seeing PPC data, you'll be able to solve all the issues of what is going on. Or that if you share data with another channel, clients will cut your budgets and you don't want that. And she can, I, she continues, I continue saying education is needed with the clients and the competing in inverted commas channel to show how it's about an integrated strategy. So work with social, work with SEO, work with email marketing, work with sales. Don't believe that working in silo is what's going to keep your head. And we've got Amalia responding to question one saying that PPC should be responsible for all the heavy lifting. And if calls or leads drop, it must be PPC. A lot of clients don't understand that if CPC goes up and budget stays the same, that their return goes down. Also the idea that high click volume is equals to high lead volume. No, and especially it's not equals to high quality of leads. So that's where you really need to be careful. And Chris Ridley responds to question two saying, not exactly a myth, but my answer is when agencies or marketers or Google share case studies in inverted commas, but intentionally exclude conversion and cost metrics or date ranges and relevant comparisons, it's misleading and does more damage than good. Yes, share all the necessary data, share context, not just the content. So Melissa responds to question Two as well, saying I don't hear so much myths as outdated recommendations. Never use broad match, not understanding how match types work, blindly use automation, etc. Yep, that is definitely true, as Amalia agrees to as well. And we have Dwayne Brown responding to question two, saying that this could totally be a RPPC thing, R over PPC thing. A lot of people talk about quality score as a KPI, as a tool to help you understand at best when something might be wrong. And the thread continues. He goes, in the age of shopping feeds, many think insane or suggesting that the shopping feed doesn't matter or you set it and forget it. Your shopping feed should get updated at least a couple times a year, especially a 
around your peak sales period. Melissa go, yes, this is a big one. Dwayne goes, it truly is. A lot of times I find people didn't read the Google support doc page. They just assumed or took that someone else, what someone else said as gospel. Ali Quilty replies, agreed. It's challenging when people want to, to use Q, QS as the end all be all. Yeah, quality score. Yeah, it should not really be the end all be all. Dwayne Brown says, have not looked at quality score in years and I don't plan to start again anytime soon. Bigger fish to fry in the ad account. Mike Ryan, who I met last week at HeroConf, goes, I viewed quality score as a KPI for a long time and now we know better, Mike. Dwayne goes, we all learn as we go. And we have Amali responding to question two as well, saying the biggest trap I think we can fall into as professionals is that our way is the only or best way. Another is that Google is never helpful because I've had helpful Google employees or reps in the past. We can think in binary instead of context. Sophie Logan responds to question two, saying that PPC specialists would, won't have a job soon. I've been hearing this since I started in PPC in 2014. We have to adapt like any job in any industry. I'm so sick of all the scaremongering posts. Absolutely. It's not going to go away. And I speak about that in my talk on Thursday. Sophie continues, teachers, beauticians, accountants, doctors, all of their roles have changed in some way. They have to upskill and adapt to the changing nature of the services they provide. Kirk goes, just remember, and he gives a picture going the PPC community. We're all in the same path until Google changes it. Then who the heck knows where we are? Yeah, we're always changing paths. Sophie goes, we all face the struggle bubble together. Amali responds, this is a good one. Even though I have tweeted that we should update our skills, I never meant to change industries. It's about adapting and being adaptive. Sophie goes, let's be honest, a little bit of us all loves the unpredictable nature of it, even if it's just a tiny bit, just too, yeah, a lot tinier than what, how much it changes. Julie goes, I like that it's industry. This industry never stagnates. You'll never be stuck doing the same thing month after month and year after year. Something is always changing, which keeps it interesting. Amali goes, I like that too, until I have to teach it. And then I get a tired of bless. We will play, always have jobs as marketers. Lawrence goes, I don't ever see the roles we play going away, just changing over time. I look forward to seeing what we will be doing in 10 to 20 years, even if I am semi-retired by then. I hope to be fully retired by then. Well, who knows? Sophie responds, forever amending conference and training decks. Absolutely. And then Daniel Vardy responds to question two as well, going that there's one way to do something and it's never going to change. We used to segment things by match types at the campaign level. Others didn't. That's okay. Now match types are trash. You have to change with updates even when you hate the updates. He continues that it's a dog fight between automation and manual optimization. Every account or campaign, etc., is very different and you need to find the balance between aggregation, segmentation and automation versus levers and insights too many times i see people choosing one extreme and then we have sean ellie responded to question two saying that i'm not actually sure they believe it or not but have had a few accounts get audited and the client will come back with questions on our optimization score can't tell if they actually believe it's important or just use that to scare the clients gil responds the problem with this this is that a lot of google reps use optiscore as their primary holy grail of account performance so clients hear a lot about it lawrence continues unfortunately 
This may be due to how their success is being measured on improving those numbers. How Google incentivizes their reps is going to be what they push and how they define success, which is dollars for the reps if they hit their goals potentially. Sean goes, yeah, I understand on the Google side when they do this. Don't like it, but understand. But I've seen other companies audits of our accounts or heard from our clients that other agencies or contract brought up brought up the low opti score. Yeah, my job got a lot easier once I opted out of TTEC or teleperformance or regular support reps for all of our clients. Unfortunately, AGT accelerated growth team is still there for bigger clients and they still push OptiSchool and AAR and everything else. How does one opt out of the TTEC or teleperformance or regular support? Color me intrigued. That is very interesting. Gilgo sent a strongly worded emails requesting to be added to their drop list and eventually got on a phone call with their manager and be like, our clients do not want to be contacted again. <laughs> Learned this the hard way a couple of years ago. So yes, you can actually get Google to stop calling you. Interesting. And then we have Julie responding to question two saying the one that is currently driving me nuts is that automation is amazing and we should shift our focus elsewhere and just let it do its thing. The current automation is not designed to work equally well for all industries and biz sizes. It's just not. And Amalia goes, I have seen more posts than before where people are saying broad match plus TCPA is the best way. It hasn't worked yet for me. Every client and experience is different. Julie goes, I wish more people would create posts that were more. We did this and it worked great in this situation. So consider giving it a try rather than the way it's usually presented. This worked for us and will work exactly the same for you because we are awesome. <laughs> Robert goes, and we need to educate readers of case studies, blog posts to understand that what is presented worked in situation A, but how many differences are there between situation A and their situation? Spoiler, it's usually a lot. Amalia goes, especially because in three weeks, what they did will probably not work anymore with the pace of change we are seeing. And then we have Alex Nicole responding to question two saying, I hold true to the fact that the answer for almost everything in this space is it depends. So not really a specific answer, but about myths, but content about what worked for one person may not fit with what you're trying to accomplish, even if it's a good idea overall. And here's a strategy idea, because based off of what Amalia had said about She's seeing people saying broad match and TCPA being the best way. Alex goes, I've seen this strategy work really well with essentially uncapped budget and a ton of data coming in every day. Even then, it's required a well thought out and mature negative keyword list. On the smaller budget side, side it isn't nearly as powerful of a tool in my experience. Amalia goes, uncapped, the uncapped part, budget part is tough. I set it up the other day as a test and got a click for $54. Cost per click of $54. Now, that is definitely a shocking one, even without context. Alex goes, it sure is. Not everyone has millions of dollars to spend on SEM, which is where I found that strategy worked the best for me. A $54 click is super expensive, expensive in most cases. Absolutely. 
Sam responds to question two, saying one, blaming externalities, seasonality, iOS 14, GA4, etc., for poor ad account performance. The ML everything or structure doesn't matter arguments from certain people in the PPC universe. Three, everyone still clinging to keywords as the control lever. Yes, that's going to go away a lot more sooner. Four, thinking PPC can fix a broken business. Five, thinking ROAS going up is equals to profit going up. Six, segmenting PPC budgets is a good life choice life choice yep alice goes i th- do think there are cases where seasonality can contribute to lower impression volumes and a general decline in conversion volumes sem can be a good measure of how much demand there is for your product or service as a, at a given time i'm interested to hear your thoughts and yeah i agree and that was his very first point saying blaming externalities like seasonality for poor ad account performance yeah i do definitely think sometimes seasonality will affect poor volume sometimes of the day alex then con- responds to riley and he goes completely agree there should be diligent investigation done before coming to the conclusion that seasonality is a major factor otherwise it can become a scapegoat and that's not good Amalia goes i used to blame seasonality as a first stop very early on in my career and my boss told me if you say this seasonality i want it to come with a list of every other option you exhausted i quickly learned it's usually not seasonality <laughs> that's great yeah don't use it to be lazy do make sure you've tried everything else and gone yeah definitely seasonality lawrence responds saying probably not as much here but because ppc is changing so quickly some agencies and professionals are still using outdated outdated tactics this industry is changing so fast right now sops can can change a week after you create them in some cases and it's so hard says amalia if you have smaller budgets because your account has barely settled from the last sop changes and we go on to the question three um, where julie gives us saying how about myths that are pushed by the platforms and mine definitely was like pretty much most of the recommendations that are given that in the auto auto applier recommendations yeah all of those pushed by platforms most of those pushed by the platform i think is a bunch of lies and amalia goes on to a similar line saying optimization scores the be all and end all automation is magic trust us you don't need visibility ah doing goes this one feels almost too easy facebook everything is okay post ios 14.5 our machines know what to do google get that opti score to 100 percent. spend tons on display and you will see a lift in your conversions overall sales rep understand how to run campaigns oh my god display how could i forget display amalia goes yeah Dwayne goes it's easy to forget when you don't run ads on it all the time i imagine phil chen responds um, what is A3? And for me, Google has been just let our outsourced reps set at the campaign for you and keep the credit card open. Yeah, I just spent a lot. I think Phil Chen did not realize we're part of a chat, but I did, do think he gave a very valid answer there. And then we got to Julia Vice goes cracks knuckles. OptiScore, increase budgets for any problem. Refresh video creative every two weeks. iOS 14 is so hard it ruined us all. All our machine are applicable to all problems. Let the machine decide. <laughs> Lawrence goes, LOL, now you can breathe. Oh, Julia Vice, I'm just getting 
started. Oh, do we get more answers? But before we get that, then Daniel Vardy goes, that upper funnel activities will magically result in conversions later on. Just spend money. It will be fine. Nah, you got it. You got to test, measure the impact and make decisions. He continues, that channels are our partners. Nah, sorry, their priorities is to increase their revenue. And sometimes that means shrinking client profit margins. Daniel goes, that RSAs just needs to work on their own and they will find the best combinations on their own. Trust us, nah, dog. I've seen some trash combos in the wild. I'd like to see the data that you're seeing. Thanks. Amalia goes, my favorite is that you must include all keyword variations to get an excellent score, but then your headline somehow ends up being AC repair, AC air conditioning repair, AC repair near you. Yeah, right. That's a horrible headline. Drana goes, that's right. It's so frustrating. I've been testing pinned headlines as well, but it's been a mixed bag. Oh, RSA so doesn't cut it yet. Julie responds to question three going that it doesn't matter that they have less data. Their models, conversion modeling are completely trustworthy and equivalent to the conversion data we had previously. That first party data has no downside for advertisers. It absolutely does. Lawrence replies that legal issue alone with first party data, if brands are not careful, is a minefield. Amalia goes, love that Google yells about privacy and then passes all accountability to the brands who on a good day have no idea what they've done, what they're doing data-wise. Absolutely. I'm still working on what privacy information I need to put on my sites. Fraser Andrews responds to question two saying the Bing is the go-to, that Bing is the go-to platform for older demographics. It's not. (laughs) There is data to suggest this is true, but it feels like this has been said for so long now that it's just not anymore. Yeah, Riley Duncan responds, being told by Google reps that ad strength and ad extensions are now part of the quality score equation. From RSA research, seems like ad strength doesn't matter. Anyone have more info here? Julie goes, very conflicting information out there on this. Julia Vice goes, that's a new one for me. Ad strength makes sense as a factor. Why would extensions be a part of it? I wonder. Riley goes, I'm guessing ad extensions are expected to increase CTR as well. Hmm, That's a good idea. But they always have been, absolutely. And it's never been a factor. But RSAs now, I guess, are more dependent or extensions are showing more. That's Julia Vice saying. Duncan goes, great point. Doesn't seem like it's any different now. And Chris Ridley responds to question three saying, oh my, where do we begin? The ad strength scores for RSAs, the push that granular metrics aren't needed to make informed decisions on which RSA assets work and where your PMAX campaigns are getting their sales from, from the recommendation tabs and OptiScore. A lot of things there. Ashton Clark, hey. Hey, hey, Ashton. And he responds to question three saying platforms making changes that are totally self-serving under the guise of privacy. Example, Google makes money per impression. So limiting insights into STRs, pushing so standard ads, pushing broad match and automation, etc. in the name of a better ad experience for users is pretty disingenuous. Robert Brady responds, Google seems to believe that any incremental increase in conversion count or conversion value is worth chasing regardless of cost. Amalia goes, the predictions where they're like, you could get two conversions more per week at 1,530 more per conversion. Apply recommendations. Oh God. Glenn replies odd that they encourage you to pay CPAs even when they are higher than the conversion values you entered. Oh, that's horrible. 
And on that very scary note about what Google recommendations are, we've come to the end of this chat. That has been a very brilliant chat, a little bit longer even than some of the chats where we have six questions. So yeah, we have lots lots of myths and misconceptions to bust in this industry. And I hope we keep doing that with the chats, with events that I'm like, I'm the one I'm setting up on Thursday. And you need to keep talking about what's really happening out there, what's really working. The, the whole idea that one, not one size fits all, that Google are working for their profit, which will cut into a client's margin. The fact that we shouldn't work in a silo, that's my favorite. Well, I said it, but I do think think it's a good one to consider. So yeah, hope you found that useful and taking a lot of takeaways. But if you want to continue this chat, if you want to see whether Julie has any more questions for us, why don't you join us on Thursday at 5 p.m. GMT as well, where we'll be having a chat on Twitter spaces. I won't be able to do it because I'll just be preparing for my PPC Live UK event, exciting times of our sold out event. For any feedback about the podcast or maybe even some corrections or anything that has been shared, do get in touch with me on Twitter. My DMs are open on my handle at the Marketing Anu. Or on LinkedIn, why don't you give us a shout on the PBC Chat Roundup podcast group there. I would love to have you. It'll be great for any longstanding members or brand new listeners to give the podcast a review or rating on Spotify or Apple, etc. The link to do that will be go by going to l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e forward slash PPC Chat underscore Roundup. Again, that's l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e forward slash PBC Chat underscore roundup so i'm not going to make the final plea for people to buy tickets because i've said we've sold out at ppc live uk with 100 tickets sold very excited about that but i'd love for you to follow our twitter profile or our linkedin profile just search for ppc live uk that is the handle and the name across all the profiles so finally remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface so Keep your swans kicking. Bye and speak to you next week.